beloved Idle Fantasists to a special bonus episode of the Idle Fantasy Podcast. I'm joined by my esteemed colleague here, Mr. Paderego Jovers. Yes, for, for, for this episode, I'm representing um, all three of the of the PCs. Of your okay. usual split personalities. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've brought them all together just for you on this special Idle Interlude bonus fun time. Special, it's not an interlude, Pat, it's a bonus. Let's uh, get yes. the nomenclature exactly right. The nomenclature? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's, that's a word. That's a word I've learned today. Yep. What does that mean? Means the the method of naming. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll use that. Please do. How's your... How, How's, yep, yep, no, yep, how's yep, he doing? Yep, how's oh, Norman? Norman, clam, Norman, clam, yep, how's Clam? Keep it, keep it up, mate. Keep, keep it, it up. up. Doing really well. Um, thanks for tuning in. We're sorry not to bring you episode 30 uh, of the Yard of Fantasy podcast, which yep. will be the next part of the uh, Monastery Marauders arc. Mm-hmm. Find out what's going on with Cassius and Co. then. But um, uh, we've, had, we've hit a couple of snags this week. Uh, largely actually caused by the bloody coronavirus. Am I right, Pat? Yeah, exactly, man. It's hard to change a few a few travel plans. I'm certainly going to be eating fewer bats for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> You're usually such a big consumer of bats. If I was patient zero, like... <laughs> like this boy is believed to have eaten too many bats, and uh, too that many is why... Bat, too many for one day, that's all I'm going to say. I think it was people in, in, in a Chinese market touching too many animals apparently fucking hell just like rubbing them up a bit well it can happen to anyone could happen to we've all, yep. hey we've all hey. touched a goose we've all started a virus haven't we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all have um but no don't worry we're not going to be doing uh you know survival tips the virus um god that'd be awful if it does end up ending the world and this is all that's left well then Podcasts, I think, will will have a, have a bit of a renaissance, <laughs> won't they? Because like no one, not, like you I don't, don't want to you, touch anything. But when I'm locked in a place, which I often am, um, <laughs> I've I've just got my podcast for for company, and maybe it'll give us, you know, like give us what we need, give us that boost. Yeah. Okay, yep. that's a that's, that's why I did one it. take. That's yeah. one take. That's, what, <laughs> um, that's why he started the disease in the first place. Yeah, the exactly. Virus. Exactly. Yeah. Me and oh, my test tubes. Good move, man. Yeah, my bats love- in tubes or whatever it is. <laughs> Wow. That is not what this bonus episode is about. We are... Um, so, I've had a chance to sit down with young Zachary to talk mm-hmm. about some new tips for players. Yeah. I've had the chance to sit down with Liam to talk about some tips for DMs. Mm. And I'm going to sit down and talk to you some about... new tips for audience members, yeah. <laughs> by the sound of things. So. How to listen. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> well, no. Um, we were kind of brainstorming a couple of things. And uh, I'd love to talk to you one day about the music you make for this mm. wonderful podcast, which is something that may be available to our Patreon subscribers in yes, the future. Absolutely. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, 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 yes. Grease yes. the right palms with silver. You may listen to them. Yeah, exactly. Go to patreon.com slash Idle Fantasy. Oh, is that right? Or Idle Fantasy Podcast. Is it just Idle Fantasy? Idle Fantasy. Great. Got there. Got in there, mate. Got yep, on exactly. the ground floor. And for some cheap, cheap prices, you can just, you know, just, whatever. You know what's going on. Anyway. You know what's going on. <laughs> uh, you, uh, though, we were talking about what we could do in this episode, and you were saying that we've quite often referred to characters that you and I have played in previous campaigns, but never really kind of talked about them properly. No. And you were going to take us through some of your former D&D selves, which I, I think is a really lovely place to start considering that our kind of D&D journey started together. Because yeah. we were both, we've said a couple of times, we were both kind of inaugurated into this by our very good friend, Ben. Mm-hmm. Hello, Ben, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. And his dad, Tony. Yeah. Um, ben invited us over for a weekend at his dad's place when we were, I mean, we were out of uni. We must have been 22, yeah, 23. Like and it's the, our first experience was Tony's amazing semi-homebrewed 
built over you know decades. Yeah, it was sort world. of advanced D and D mixed with his own. It was like two point five yeah. mixed with or three point five mixed with his I, own flair. I think wasn't you're it? right. Yeah, and mm. he had all sorts of um, you know he he literally wrote books of like tables and mm-hmm. histories of this place, and he had a tome that yeah. was like all of the rules. He had several tomes. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was amazing because you had to like it was all contained with his notes that he'd made over the course of what like fucking forty years or something mm. like that that had just led to effectively a whole new game, obviously entirely steeped in D&D's rules and stuff like that. But that yeah, was, but it was it's a pretty weird thing. kickoff point, but also really fun because it was like, we didn't have to learn a game going into it. He was like, this is my game and here's how you interact with it and yeah. now you do whatever you want. Like, that was awesome. Then that was, so that was your first character really ever? I think so, yeah. Like, besides playing like other sort of RPGs, but like, or you and me dicking about on old versions of, of stuff. Like we used to, Laurie and I used to play a Choose Your Own Adventure together on a podcast we did called Pod Shambles, uh, where we each had a character. Um, oh, yes. And, uh, but that wasn't really D&D. That was just, we made up a story together. And That and, was super fun. I was Flagon the Dwarf, yeah. who was a street magician. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and he could. What was his special moves? He had vault. He had vault. Yeah, he could, could vault with his quarter vault, stuff. Yeah. You had you had those rings that magicians oh, have. That you rings. could make them go in and out. You had a rope that like you could tie a knot in, oh and then it God. wouldn't be a knot. Did I have cups and balls? You had cups and balls. You had up close magic. You had uh, like, and then your story arc was your, your character kind of discovering real magic. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, for the first time, and uh, finding a spell book and being imbued with magical energy. That was great. And suddenly going from a close up magician to um to to a hero and I played in yours I played Melf Melvin no Melvin the Melf Melvin the Melf the Mountain Elf Melvin the Mountain Elf (laughs) uh, who was sort of um, uh, part of some kind of monastic um, upbringing and and sort of discovering his latent powers and stuff like that that was really that That was was really really fun but yeah but the first but D&D wise that campaign that Laurie's talking about with um Tony Pryor and Ben and uh, and his brother Sam as well. Of course, yeah. Um, and Jamie as well. God, yeah. there was loads of us. No, oh, whole gang. Um, it was great, but yeah, we had to we had to roll up characters, but it was slightly different from how you'd roll them up in D and D. Well, in fifth, in yeah, fifth, in anyway. Fifth it's very. It was very much the old school model where you rolled your stats with mm. some with forty uh, six, discounting the lowest. Yeah, I think we did. And then the class you could play was entirely dependent on the on the stats you rolled up. So rather than saying you know rolling six loads of stats and being like okay I'm going to put my sixteen in strength because yeah, yeah. I want to play a, a you know barbarian or whatever. Yeah, it was you roll your intelligence stat and that's an eight. Okay, so now I can't be. A, yeah, I can't you can be a never wizard. be a wizard. You can yeah. never understand any. Yeah, like it was really cool, and I found that quite brutal. I, like I initially was like, "Wow, what a cool way to." Fuck this game Fuck up. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was great because, I mean, where normally I'd probably spend, I mean, like when we've been talking about like Cassius and the stuff like that, it's like I'd probably spend months thinking about a character. Like, I can't even fucking, in, in, in a video game, it takes me an hour and a half to name myself because I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to be called this time? What journey shall I beckon myself on? Like all this. But, what like, shall be my arc? Yeah, exactly. Tell me, shall I be Flumples? What shall I be? Um, but this was really cool because I remember I rolled these stats and I rolled. Um, ridiculously badly for three stats and ridiculously well for two and then I had like an average one and uh, and I was like well in my head I had a character all planned out in my head he was going to be a ranger he was kind of like an Aragorn style strider it was like yeah. I was like my first D&D campaign I want to go with my gut and I want to do this and, uh, and Tony was like nope uh, you can't do that. He was like, I mean, you could, I mean, if you really want to, we could. And I was like, no, no, no. What can I do? And he basically showed me. He was like, you can be a necromancer, and that's it. And I was like, oh, okay. It was like a necromancer or a priest, mate. It was like something that I had remember. a very narrow thing yeah. to choose from. So I had to come up with this character on the fly. 
Um, and it was Glitch. It was a different... It was Glitch 1.0, as we've 1. been sort 0. of calling him. Because it was Scrawny Human, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Yeah, he was a very... Yeah, because I wasn't... Um, that's the other thing. It, that Your stats also kind of determined... Oh, if what, you could take up a race. If you could take ah. up a race. And I wasn't good enough to be anything other than human because I wasn't out of the ordinary enough. I wasn't all these things. And he was like, you've got to be a shit human, dude. <laughs> and I remember being initially quite pissed off, but then it became one of my favourite characters of all time. That was such a fun campaign. And man. you rolled you, you rolled up a... Fuck, what was your... You were like a dark paladin I was or a dwarf what? paladin. Yeah. And then he just really intrigued me because he said, well, you can either be a paladin of goodness and light or you can be a, a bad paladin. And I was like... Oh, tell sure. me more and it was amazing and all the skills got reskinned so like rather than cure disease i had cause disease yeah yeah, and, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah you're, you're cause light wounds, cause yeah, light wounds. Yeah. it was so good um and there are stories we've told from that campaign before and i've told a million times yeah it was, it was so fun but um yeah that was only possible because i rolled an amazing con i got like an 18 in constitution and and charisma and charisma yeah and then pretty good in the others actually yeah you were pretty solid you, you but were, i'm you were pretty hench i was pretty hench yeah i remember it being i remember being you doing dwarf bombs all the time which is where, where Laurie would curl up and he'd pick he'd like pick someone up by the haunches oh god yeah your thing, and then you'd sort of like you'd sort pile of jump them. and pile drive them um, oh that was really fun and then Ben and Jamie rolled up a um, uh, Ben was a barbarian yeah he was called like something the something and he was I like think took he, us the brave he died like, didn't he he died quickly. almost yeah he died within within the course of the first session and, and that being our first experience of like the, the finality of, yeah. of our own mortalities in that it wasn't like it was like oh how do we bring Ben back and he was like no Ben's dead <laughs> like Ben has to be a new person now and we had to go and meet the new Ben yeah he was called like Thor- Thorak 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 yeah. the Bold or something like that he was this big barbarian and he just got whacked like within like because we just played like idiots and Thorak got totally killed and uh, and Jamie was Callisco I think a summoner no, no he Sam was, was a summoner no yeah yeah he was a he was some kind of like, like a, a, yeah he was like an illusionary rogue illusionist, illusionist. yeah illusionist that was, that was it, it. Um, but oh, yeah, I remember, so and we had to sort of really quickly on the fly to design our sort of backstories. So, what was Glitch's deal? Well, Glitch, I mean, you can you can see where the flavour of this eventually would later come into uh, to Idle Fantasy. But um, Glitch was now he had a very high intelligence stat with a very low wisdom stat, and so we interpreted that as being like. He, he would get the job done and he'd work things out, but he had no sense of self-awareness or what was going on and he was very naive. Yeah. And so we decided he was a cultist. His uncle had brought him into a cult to be an undertaker. <laughs> and he like was now like getting into the cult and had he had no idea he was in a cult. And he like, but he was doing all the right things because he was good at the spells and he was good at like learning all mm. of the rituals and stuff like that. But he had to be told by other people that he was like definitely in a death cult, and I can't I can't remember the name of the god. It was I think it was one of Tony's homebrew gods. Yeah, I think you're right. But it was like he was super dark. Yeah, and, um, and I was just sort of a lovable idiot. And then uh, I can't even remember what about what about your what was your character called? Was it Afram? No, he was Kalkas. 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 He was. Uh, I think his story was minimal actually. Just I think like, he was just a, an evil dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically it. And he was driven by like a want to spread disease as off, as far and as wide as possible. And so, and then we, and it was a very classic like you meet at a tavern, you do, do all this, you do that. Yeah. That. Oh my gosh, I'm just I'm having little memories of that campaign. Yeah, we. Um... I mean, the 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 hold portal story remains my favorite D and D story of all time, which is that I'm sure I've told it on Pod Shambles before, but very briefly, there is a spell called hold portal. I don't know if it's actually in D and D two point five or anything like that, or whether Tony made it up. Very basic spell. And you can uh, 
basically seal a door or like mm. hold your hand on a door and that door can't open or a, you know yeah and anyway we got locked in like a lich's crypt or something like that and oh it was a it was like a it was under the the ruins of a fancy manor yeah who were rumored to be demon worshippers and we found like a summoning circle for yes. this demon and there was this there was this sarcophagus mm. and we worked out there was a puzzle and it we just knew that if we opened this chest then the, the sarcophagus was going to open. And because we knew Tony, it's like a lich would come out and a lich would just fucking waste us like immediately. And he was like, well, you can just leave if you want. And we were like, no. <laughs> um, so we cast Hold Portal. We, we had this long discussion about whether the, the top of a sarcophagus, because if it was hinged, whether it would count as a door. Yes. And then eventually he was like, I'm going to let you try this. And we cast whole portal on the door and then we opened the chest and the lich couldn't get out. And he said in, in his entirety of, of play, like 40 years of playing Dungeons and Dragons, he'd never seen someone use that spell. And <laughs> we managed to escape, we managed to get everyone out, get all the stuff out and then put this series of traps and then finally release the spell and run away. And I remember that was probably the first time I'd done something creative in D&D with my friends and been like, Oh, you're allowed to do. You're allowed to have so much fun. And I'm do not whatever. just playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah, exactly. No yeah. one's going to say no. You can't do that. He'd be like, "Go on, prove to me that this can work." Yeah. And I think that that that, that then influenced every character I ever played from then on. Being like, "I'm going to make not make life difficult for the DM." That is never my intention. But if I'm like, "Well, fuck it," like I don't know what what if I changed that thing into a jelly? He'd be like, "Well, then you know, then I could reach my hand in and take out the precious metal." And it's like, um. Okay, sure. I guess you could. Like, I love all of that. The other thing it taught me was the ben- the benefit in not having an optimized character, and particularly because yeah. we played with um, Jamie to a lesser extent. But Ben is very much uh, like he likes to make strong characters who are really good at you know doing the thing he sets out to be good at doing, which is you know fine. You know, people... and he's a very experienced player. Yeah, and folks folks play the game how it suits them, and that's that's what Ben likes. And he 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 always has fun, and also has some really good role playing with it. Mm. Whereas. The, the, what Glitch really taught me, I can't talk because Carcass was overpowered as, as shit. But, <laughs> the Glitch was so underpowered. But you had such fun playing him and role-playing him. And it's way, I think it's easier to role-play a character who's got severe weaknesses. Or at least it's easier to find the, the dynam- dynamism in role-playing them. Because yeah. you, you've straight away you've got you've got a strength and a weakness you've got like a yin and a yang you've yeah. got like well I really hope I never have to you know my strength is three I really hope I never have to arm wrestle anyone or jump across a chasm and then the yeah. moment you have to you're forced into making some really yeah. interesting choices and really getting in the head of that guy well you girl. had to try and try and save me by I tried to jump over quite a basic uh, like like it was like a hole somewhere and I fell and you do you remember you grabbed me and then we both started to fall and the summoner had to summon a load of imps oh, yeah, to try and like carry us back imps. up and it was a big chain of all these imps and we were all holding onto each other's limbs because my strength was like four and yeah. so my jump was like <laughs> and I just fell down a hole it was uh, super good original like, glitch man. yeah like it just I don't know it, 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 it awakened something within me and I don't think I shall ever be able to put that thing to bed <laughs> you're right we're why we're find, here. I think you're able to connect with a character more if they've got weaknesses because like unless you're a bellend who thinks that you're brilliant like all the time how are you going to roleplay someone who's perfect especially when a lot of the times I play in D&D it's for escapism because like we all have our own doubts about ourselves we all have things we're good at we all have things well, we're bad at and you're perfect in real life and I'm perfect in real life so I like playing someone who's like got these massive flaws I'm not very strong and like I get a lot of things wrong and like 
I, it's so much easier to be like, oh yeah, I fall down the hole. Of course I fall down the fucking hole. Like I'm not going to just so me. vault the hole. Like what am I, you know? <laughs> and that was the game that really led us on to starting playing on our own. Wasn't yeah, it, I guess that was it. we came home. We're like, fuck it. Like, let's like, go. Let's let's do this. Let's get a group together. You yeah, the, I mean, that's the thing. You were really the powerhouse in that because you, I think, from that moment, had decided you wanted to be a DM. Or oh, at I least think so. Get involved in it and learn about it a bit. And I've, I've definitely told the story of, of there was a moment in that campaign where it, there were events that Tony had set in motion so many years prior. Yeah, that then came to fruition with our group, and he yeah. then had to go and inform load of his old players about this thing that had befallen their characters. Yeah, because we killed them. Because we murdered We killed them. a bunch of I was of trying to dance around that, but we murdered, like, his uni friend's character. Yeah, his uni friend's character. In cold he, blood. Yeah, exactly. He'd been sat, sort of, in this underground cavern for, like, 20 years or whatever since they last played, and, and we, it, it we just stone-cold gassed him. Just gassed him. <laughs> and it was in that moment, and listening to, um, I, we've mentioned it, like, every week, uh, the Adventure Zone, Yeah, and the work that Griffin, their DM, does. I was like, yeah, that's. I want to be that guy. That yeah. sounds really fun. I I bloody love admin. Yeah, I uh, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to do it. And so we um and I took the very stupid decision to try and homebrew a campaign right from the off. Yeah. And we got a group together with Zach. Yep. Uh, our friend James yep. and three of our other friends. Yep. And we rolled up some characters and we very much took it from like point zero altogether yeah none of us have really played definitely none of us have played fifth edition yeah uh, i hadn't dm'd and we ran a couple of sessions of like you know being in the pub and hanging out yeah i mean it um, took us like we all sat down for that that really long afternoon like yeah. made all our characters together which i thought was quite cool everyone really came fun. with like some ideas yeah but i think especially because the three members of the group had never like really played fantasy games before like let alone D D. like yeah it, it was I remember us explaining to, because my girlfriend, Benny, played, mm. and I remember us explaining to her, she was like, so what is this? And it's like, oh, you can be you can be anything. She's like, so what am I? And it's like, no, 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 you can... You choose, like, mate. You choose. <laughs> and it, like us having to be like, it's kind of like hot seating in acting where you're sort of like trying to learn what your character is. And she was like, oh, okay, I can act. I can, I'll, I'll start acting some stuff. And then she came up with a character that was just fucking bonkers really good yeah absolutely she was a she an was, evil wizard she was an evil wizard she was a slaver who had enslaved the town of Dunquirk oh Dunquirk <laughs> yeah, yeah and she was she was like a death wizard not a necromancer but like a death wizard yeah. or like, she, like I she, can't remember now I can't remember what it was um, and she was she was called Rage that was mm. it and um and then, yeah, another one of the characters made up a, a, a druid who was like an, an eco-warrior. No. Yeah, whose little, who's little cops had been it's taken terra, over. It's called Terra Firma or Terra Fauna. Terra Fauna, that was it. And yeah, whose who's like little druidic grove had been um, overcome with pollution from the, the city where we were setting the campaign. Yeah, and, and so it was like a super woke, yeah. like, trying to, like, kind of, like, hippie type. Yeah, and then you... You yeah. made, a, and I think you pretty much started from the point that you knew you wanted to make a tiefling, right? Was yeah. that the way you started? I knew I wanted to play a tiefling because I, I think I'd read through the, a bit of the player's handbook mm. and been like, okay, I had to play a human in my last game. What's, what's something crazy? And I found tieflings. And I think at the time I was reading, do you know the comic book Saga? Yes. Yeah. So for one, those who don't, exactly, for, for that absolutely brilliant like um, graphic novel series, and the one of the lead characters, just or one of his defining features, he, he's, he's from a planet that grows these massive like sort of ram's horns yeah. out of their heads, and he's this sort of he looks a bit like a demon man. He's very good natured and very sort of charismatic and fun. And I was like, I basically want to play him. Um, you want to be a goat boy? Yeah, I want to be a goat boy. Um, and I really enjoyed casting spells as Glitch, so I was like, oh, what, what else can I do with that? And so I made a sorcerer. Mm. Um, who yeah he was like 
of of dragon or dragon blood origin or something. He was mm. called Omen Brimstone. Oh, very good. And, good name. Oh yeah, I was delighted with Omen. He was uh, and he was like he was yeah he was sort of Spanish, wasn't he? He was kind of like it was because we we had a char- we had a character in our Choose Your Adventure called Russo Alicante. Oh my gosh, Russo Alicante. Who was one of my favorite characters to voice, and he was oh, Russo Alicante, and he was this like really suave like sort of um, revolutionary leader, mm. and I wanted Omen to be like him. But Omen was a torturer. Yes. Who uh, who didn't want to be a torturer, but he'd he'd because he, of because his his powers were unchained. He accidentally burnt down a police station when he'd been brought in for a petty crime. So he was charged with arson, which would have been the death penalty. But his way out was that they turned him into a torturer and to get answers out of people they'd basically throw him into a room once they would really riled him up and then his magic would start like randomly sparking and he'd scare people because he looked like this sort of demon man mm. and he was mad he was mad dog is what you got your you made the policeman call him oh gosh i'd forgotten all this and yeah. yeah he was from smokestack smokestack which was like a, a city built all on top of one another like this huge into this like ravine oh so awesome um yeah, Omen was really cool, and uh, he would just blow shit up like all the time. He was all about fire. Yeah, and those what's he, that? What's that spell with the orbs? Like the chromatic orb. Chromatic orb. Your yeah. favorite spell of all it's time. The best type of spell of all time. It was just like firing them left, right, and center, and like, oh my god, it was so so good. And and as your first experience as a DM as well. Yeah, you created this whole like kind of. We all met in a prison, not a tavern. Yeah, I mean, I'm just. I was literally just looking up the what I wrote for it because I'd forgotten I remember being so like drunk on you know drinks. I really want to make on drinks <laughs> and booze <laughs> I was so keen on making it like a unique thing and yeah, yeah we started in, I wanted you to start in prison because I there are a couple of games I really like that, that use that as a really nice way to start up mm. um, and it was all about you being busted out by the roost do you remember this? Yeah, it was like, the, like the kind a of secret, the kind of thieves guild esque, but they were more like an underground society. Yeah, and it was all the campaign was going to be about a, a city called Lower's Rift. Yeah, that was comp- uh, under the thumb of a big corporation. Yeah, who were literally like sucking mana. There were mana looms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looms. And there were mushrooms everywhere. Mushrooms? I, yeah, weren't there loads of mushrooms? No, there? man. Yeah, oh, it was, that was a different. That was a, that was a different day. <laughs> it was a very different day. Um, but I remember that experience of us all. Um, just whilst you find, whilst you find the notes, I've got it. Campaign. I've got it in front of me. Oh yeah. right, I, 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 like uh, sorry, go for it then. No, sorry, you you yeah. crack on with that. Just just ignore the finding notes. Sorry. But then, uh, like, I remember that being like a defining experience of playing because obviously we playing with Ben and playing with Jamie and his dad and stuff was like a very particular thing our first time and it was all really exciting and this was like the first time that it was like no we a group of 20 year olds yeah. are in charge and we brought everyone around this very flat we were sat around this table and it was like there was like seven of us maybe mm. and everyone was like we, like getting into the spirit of it and like we drank a lot like we had all the windows open we were all chain smoking at the time because we were that sort of and we had this sort of whole day yeah. that was like as much about just kind of being together as it was playing a game in the same way that you might like get everyone around for a game of Catan or whatever it, it was like that but sort of like at any point it could be like oh I'm going to cook some food or I'm going to get some drinks and your character would step out for a sec but this central hub was like it's going to be happening yeah this sort of boozy smoky like fr- oh, it was so much fun and then we'd all go to the pub afterwards and like it was like I remember being like oh this is something actually viable in a social like in, in in a social situation that I'd often want to be in anyway like this I'm is surrounded true. by my loved ones yeah, and my friends yeah it's just a we- very nice addition to hanging out with your mates yeah and, absolutely and doing something silly. although as we told the story of in this 
pod, very podcast mm. didn't didn't end well that campaign did it no we had one particularly bad we told the story last episode yeah. we had one particularly bad summer's day where it had just been that you know we got a lot of people together to play this who wouldn't you've usually played and i yeah. think people were just like oh maybe this isn't for me yeah but being our friends which were kind of more keen to see it through and see what happened yeah, before and they hang out at our house and hang out exactly like, you know and and the the one puzzle I set you guys that I thought was really easy and it just it just broke not just the room I think it broke some you know friendships that day <laughs> yeah, as well yeah. um, and it was like the middle of a blazing hot summer mm. and we never sadly never got to come back we were to never able to come back because, and or, also that was around the time that you and I had started to have conversations about doing a podcast yes and about doing Idle Fantasy yeah and it's sort of then transitioned to well like who in the group is still interested who's got other things on who's busy like Benny became really busy and it was just like it wasn't really feasible and then we were able to get our hands on Liam and yes. Zach was still well up for playing he was like well look like I'm loving this so what Zach was playing um, a, rogue. a rogue he was playing um Hector. Hector. Yeah, he was like a tailor. He, he was, was a tailor rogue. Oh. He was, I've, I've always meant, I'm sure he knows this, who was in many ways inspiration for the Duke. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. you have said this to me. I don't know if you've ever said that on the podcast. Oh, but... I must. Hey, Zach, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You there you go. That's, that's, that's your art. I was just thinking there are so many, I took so many bits from, from I mean, you always do from all, all campaigns. Obviously, Glitch has made his way through. Yeah. Um, Kara. Kara. Kara, of course. Kara yes, was Kara. Kate's, Kate's character. Kate's character, from, the hunter. From... Uh, who, who then turned up in uh, the 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 wishbone wager? Exactly. Yeah. Who, one of the one of the four coins. Did we kill Kara? You killed Kara. Oh, Kara's dead. Sorry, yeah, Kara's Kate. Dead. Yeah. Did we kill her cat? Yeah. Buffy. 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 I don't know. Oh, maybe TBC. Buffy lives on. Yeah. TBC. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking from that first campaign. Oh, I really. I Galosh Trinter was the baddie. Do you remember? Mm. Who was like the CEO of the company? He was the elf. Wasn't he was he? the elf. But um, there was your contact in the roost. Donald. Jo- oh no. Oh sorry. Uh, Don Jarnell. Don Jarnell. Or John Donnell. I can't remember. Anyway, he became yeah. Captain Jarnell. Yeah, absolutely. Very different character. Very different character. Because yeah, Don Donald Donald John was um, a musician, wasn't he? He was. Um, yeah, he was a bard. Yeah, he was the bard. He was based he, on based on John, John Donnell from uh, from the Mountain Guys. Yeah, of course. That was awesome. Awesome. Um, I, I think there are more. I think Kiva is kind of bits of Kiva, who was a little gnome assassin, have become mm. Hess. Yeah, totally. A little bit. Um, I so many. I mean, you can't stop start drilling down into that because you'll never. Yeah, because out. like I don't know. Yeah, you'll find so so many things that cross over, and yeah. I don't know. And there's, I'm it's sure some of those characters will show up in Idle Fantasy, even with different names. And there's, I'm sure there's even times in Idle Fantasy where I've referenced things that have happened in that campaign, not knowing that it's, it's <laughs> it, a it was a different one. The one character I do really want to bring back from that campaign is uh, our friend James. Oh yeah, it Bob. was brilliant. He so he was like, I want to play a barbarian, and I want to be like proper Conan because he was a little bit, he was up for it. Yeah, but he was a little bit tentative about committing to playing a really nerdy game. So he was like, Look, I want to make like a proper loincloth wearing warrior yeah and like i want to be quite a one note <laughs> character and, he, and i was like cool i you know i think you're going to really embrace that and enjoy it and he oh my god did he embrace it yeah barb the barbarian yeah. from barbaria yeah um <laughs> who who taught like this yeah. and was just such a joy and like every action was like well like run in and swing at him with my axe yeah, obviously because yeah, Jay's really into like he's really into video he's really into a lot of nerdy stuff but D&D seemed like the last bastion for him it was like once I do this that's th- it this is a different thing now and he's you know he's he's a very gifted uh, role player and he remember him like the first thing he did in the game was like we had to 
we were in a sewer. You were? Do you remember? Yeah, and you we escaped ha- from prison into the sewer. And we had to get across a broken bridge. And so James was just like, I make myself the bridge. And he like lay over the hole and we all walked over his back. He rolled very well. I wasn't yeah. going to let him do it. And then he rolled like a 19 on athletic. He had like, oh, he had an amazing plus athletic score. And we time. and we bro- when we, we, were tr- we broke into some kind of tower and we're trying to escape and there was a magic wand that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was in like a glass case. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out how, how my sorcerer would get this wand. And, and Without setting off this. the alarm, Without setting this alarm. and James just put his fist through the glass, and then he had the wand, and I was like, "Great, chuck me the wand," and he was like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> and then he started swinging it around, do you remember? And just like you were rolling on like a random magic table every yeah. time he like lifted his arm, he did something crazy, and he was like summoning fucking elementals and blowing shit up, and all, and he was loving it. It was exactly as his character would. He was just like, ah! <laughs> and it was it was one of the most like it was enchanting watching him have that much fun and also be like. That's exactly like you were saying earlier with like not being good at everything. That's where the fun comes from is not being like, oh, well, you have the highest intelligence and you're a wizard, so you you should have this wand. Or like, and it's even happened a few times in Art of Fantasy. It's been like, like, we pick up an item and it's like it's clearly meant for someone. You've been like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it. <laughs> like, and then that, that the applications of those items or those spells or whatever it is are gonna be far more unusual and I don't know, cause a lot more drama and uh, tension in a story. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super up for that kind of playing. Like my character was furious, didn't get the wand, but I was like, oh, but this is good. This yeah. is real good. No, it's, it's those moments when it really, it really sings. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and that brings us to uh, your third and final, rather than Glitch 2.0, you're, yeah. you're the other character you played. The, uh, the other character I played, yeah, because I mean, Glitch and Cassius are obviously my mains. You know, these guys mains. are all my alts, I guess. <laughs> but the, the most recent character that I came up with um, was so. You, Laurie DMs another game. Oh, yes. You know, he DMs a lot of games. I do. So I should probably... I should you start. should introduce this. Well, yeah, it was two, two, um, two people who I know listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, who One of whom is the very same Ben, mm-hmm. whose dad took us through that first campaign, and a good friend of both of us from school, Aiden. Yeah. Uh, and we are all freelancers, and the three of us meet up midweek. Oh, it's brilliant. Listeners, it's brilliant. Be a freelancer. Yeah. We meet up mid... You get no security. And no you benefits. pay loads no of tax. Yeah, yeah. But you get to play D&D midweek. Yeah. Uh, and we met, we would, we meet up like once a month. We play for like 48 hours. It's brilliant. Absolutely amazing. And we ran the book uh, campaign, the... Un- under no. no I've just got to remember it sorry we ran the Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign which is a published adventure that Wizards put out it's a mm. book it's like 25 quid and it's basically got everything you need and I thought it'd be a nice way for me to run a game for those two particularly because we were playing just a two player character game yeah with guest stars as you'll soon hear yeah um, and they came up with a lovely idea which I'm sure I've mentioned before in this podcast they both played uh, half brothers one's a half orc one's a half elf lovely and they meet at their sister's wedding their sister invites everyone individually to a wedding and they meet there and they realise they have loads of step siblings uh, sorry half siblings right because they're all through their mum yeah. who's a human who's not around anymore yeah. and it was just and it was a lovely idea that they met at this wedding and then they're like stuck in the city and like what do we do now well I guess we'll have to go such a cool kickoff adventure was that together. homebrew or is that part of the uh, that, that that was them that, that was, was entirely them, them. they awesome. came up with that such a no I was meet. I was the one doing no effort there they were doing it all <laughs> 
Um, and that campaign is lovely. It all takes place in a big city. It's very social. Mm. They started running a pub was one of their main uh, aims. Yeah, that was like their goal is like get this pub off the ground. It was so good. Yeah. Um, it was so fun to see them do that. And then uh, one weekend, the moon and stars aligned and Pads was available to come play with us. And mm. I said, look, man, come and, come and roll up a character and get yeah. involved. And this mission they were doing in Waterdeep, which is a kind of central thing in 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 you know um, D&D lore has been around for generations of people writing stuff for it so there's like a huge wealth of information about uh, Waterdeep but it's overseen by a council of lords yeah and uh, Ben and Aiden's their characters were called see if you recognise these there was Milo mm-hmm. no what was he Milos de Aranu the, yeah. the human bard the yeah. half elf bard rather and um, right. Hass oh, was he Hass? was Hass oh. the, the, uh, the uh, paladin the half orc paladin who I had to change to Rass so that Hass didn't and have Hass, Hass and Hass oh, yeah smart. didn't get mixed up and uh yeah, they were tracking corruption through, you know, the city watch and uh, a noble family who looked like they might be demon worshippers and yeah. all this stuff. And they in this house of the Castellanters, yeah, they discovered someone who was also on the case, yeah, played by Pads. <laughs> this is enter my character, Lucius Cannon. Oh my god, it was yeah. genius, loose for short. <laughs> And you were, Lucius was a, a, a disgraced former member of the City Watch, is yeah, that right? Yeah, he was two days from retirement. Of course. Um, and uh, he, he, had, he was sort of a wild conspiracy theorist. <laughs> he was this old, old hand cop. And uh, he believes that he got, he, he got fired two days before a pint because he got too close to the truth. Whereas actually he was just a terrible police <laughs> officer. And eventually they were like, you just have to leave. Um, and he was like really, yeah, he was grizzled. He dual wielded uh, hand cross- crossbows. Yeah, hand yeah. crossbows. I picked like feats in crossbow wielding and like he was a ranger. He was. Um, and I can't remember which subclass. It's like a, a scout or, oh no, it's an under, it's called like an understalker or an underdark stalker. I can't remember. And because I thought that was appropriate for like Waterdeep and all the goings on underneath mm. it. Like they have like dark vision and they're, they're good at like tracking monsters. Monsters is yeah. like their thing. So he was like a kind of undercover, not undercover, but like a he like thought stalking he was undercover the at all times. Yeah, stalking yeah. the streets, just looking for another case. And like he had loads of badges that he kept throwing at people and being like, "Here's my badge!" Like for no reason, <laughs> even though he'd have to hand his badge back. You know, like he he's I love it because I only started playing him. What was that? A couple of months ago, wasn't you? And it no. was like one. I've done one session. And um, he's someone I want to keep with me because I've always wanted to play someone with that sort of like play it like all of his interactions are like film noir. Yeah. And it just doesn't fit into the rest of like the, the world because it's what's setting. going on in his head. He yeah. thinks that everyone's against him and he thinks that the world is all covering up all of these dark, dark truths, which it is. But he goes about it in such a different way. So we bump into each other in this mansion. Yeah. Almost like, you know, but like Scooby Doo back to back when yeah. you both have the, t- the flashlights and you go, whoa, and then you run, like. And yeah, I was investigating the same family because I I was getting too close to the truth. Obviously. And um, yeah, and we had to sort of convince each other that we were on the same side. Um, And then they took me back to their pub and it became my HQ for where I was putting up all of my like red bits of string between all the pictures. And I was making the plot more complicated by throwing in like NPCs that hadn't existed and like all this sort of thing. And then we had to like, and then I got attacked by a clockwork bird. And I decided... Um, oh, God, you went to the temple of... What's it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like some kind of uh, automaton kind of um, temple. And I made... I wanted to make friends... I wanted a robot bird. Like yeah, a, like, you did. Wouldn't? That yeah. was... I forgot about that. The nimble right. 
Yeah. yeah, getting very into that campaign. No spoilers, people who played it. Um, but it was a uh, that was a really good one because it gives you so much, so much latitude to, to add extra stuff because it's a city, right? You can just kind mm. of like draw people in from anywhere. There are all these factions you can already interact with, and mm. the City Watch were already like a kind of a big component of that campaign. Uh, ben and Aiden's uh, the Troll Skull Taverna, that's the name of their. Was it was called was awesome. the the scene of a of a crime where mm. someone murdered someone with a big fireball. So like they had these two people from the City Watch around before. And they had a, go- a resident ghost. They did have a resident ghost who used to lift. He used to own the pub, who was tied to it forever, right? And would have haunted them. Like, uh, but uh, it very specifically says in the book, uh, if the players are like look like they want to look after the pub, then he loves it and he will stay around and help them. And it's the first thing as soon as I was like, oh, there's an abandoned pub. Aiden was like, right, well, we're going to run this pub. Obviously, it's going to be the best pub in all of the city. And I was like. <laughs> And the ghost appears and is like, thank you. That's <laughs> Straight like, away. Like, like no coming, mystery. Coming back round to like Tony Pryor and his style of gaming, it's like that's showing that... I mean, you, you're literally going in there with a book that says, here is the story. Yeah. You still don't have any control. No, no, like, no. Yeah, you know the names of all the NPCs and whether this guy is, you know, secretly forging coins or this guy is secretly, totally. you know. But... The fact that you can just from the get go, it's like it, it it it's like that thing. If you start us in a in a in a dungeon and you're like, oh right, so you're in this dungeon, how are you going to escape? And if one of your players goes, I'm not going to escape. I'm sta- I'm serving out my term. Then you're like, oh, well, I guess we're going to okay. role play. I a guess life that, sentence. I guess that's what's happening now. And I just love the freedom to do that. Like it's definitely and like it's in a campaign like Waterdeep. Like the, for them to immediately decide we're going to run a pub. And that sort of be, and then even playing with them, even when we were getting into the story and starting to discover like the goings on of this mm. family and stuff like that, at the front of their minds they were like, "But how does this benefit the pub? Like, how, like absolutely. we need this money, like we need to crack this case to well, get the reward money so that we can fix up the pub." Absolutely. And, like, and and Rass's whole thing that was he he was obsessed with money. He was like a proper mercenary, and it then became exactly that. The money was all. He was like, "Yeah, but I'm going to put the money in the pub." Yeah, it's capital it's investment. All, yeah, like, you know. And um, Aiden's character Milos was obsessed. Where he just wanted to like, um, he was quite into singing and finding and reading. Yeah. So never went anywhere. He would look for books. And I'd have to. That was a pain in my eye. I had to come up with like history of the city yeah. like a, a drop of a hat and then that just became like him sourcing entertainment for the pub and and yeah well, it was ha- how all that stuff interacts as well with Idle really Fantasy cool. is that what one little example of that is and this is meta gaming a little bit but Aiden and Ben both listen to Idle Fantasy and Milos and Hass as it was as yeah. well Rass uh, come up in the story and Zraka made a character decision that he wanted Milos's hat. Do you remember Oh, this? yeah. And yeah. he kept finding, trying to get ways to take his hat. He was like, I'm going to get that hat. Like, he's doing all this thing, but he's, he's a teddy, of course, whatever. Mm. And then when we're, we were playing with them, Lucius Cannon, I wanted Milos's hat. I was like, that's a good hat. Like, I really want it. Can I have that hat? And I kept trying to take it off him. And I think in my head, I was like, well... I mean, if Teddy wanted that hat, Lucius wants this hat, right? I mean, this must be a great hat. It's a and really started hat. trying to like interact those two stories and Milos reacting in the same way in both these sort of, I don't know, worlds that live alongside Parallel each universes. other. But yeah, exactly. It's just, oh man, it's so fucking cool. And like Easter eggs in each other's stories and yeah. things like that. It's like, it's very beautiful. I'm a huge fan. And I yeah, love- we're going to be playing more. We're going to be playing another game with them soon as well. Curse of Strahd. Oh, we are. Yeah. Well, that's Aiden is running that. I'm really happy to sit on the back seat. That's been really fun. I've made a uh, a disgraced doctor called Esa von Ribloff, who is a uh, <laughs> she's like a, a doctor who's obsessed with death, and uh, may may have been caught 
grave robbing Ooh, for body parts recently. Well, that that game is going to be the first time since our original ever D and D experience that you and I play alongside each oh, other. Oh, that's great! Which, like, we're like bringing it back. We're taking. We to were the a good tag team. We're man. really good. I mean, like, yeah, glitch, glitch, and 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 Kaz, uh, what's his name? Kaz. Carl Cass. Carl Cass. Carl. He was name Carl. Is Carl. His name is Carl. It was a good team. It was like idiot necromancer and really evil paladin. You had a big cursed sword. I had a massive cursed sword. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and we became sort of an unlikely pair. I loved so you, it. So you're going to have to think of an unlikely pair for my my, my For your mad doctor. doctor. Yeah. Maybe I should be a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a zomboy. Oh, you could be a zomboy. I could be your creation. You could be my creation. Oh. That would be my latest creation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He lives. Oh, is he German? She, is yeah, she yeah, Issa, Issa, yeah, oh, she yeah, is okay. German. Yeah, okay. yeah and uh, and Ben is playing a, a French uh, uh, a French monk, <laughs> which I was like, Ben, how does that work? Because I don't know, it's just gonna happen. Just gonna, just, just gonna be a French monk. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. I can't wait to play with you again. That's yeah, man, so I'm really looking fun. forward to. It. And I wonder if I wonder if it'll be a, a weird dynamic to get back into because I'm so used to now like. I try to work with oh, you, I'll but against you. Around. you. I'll like, boss you like, around. Yeah, oh, totally. But, like, I, I know how to get under your skin now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I've known that for decades. But yeah, like, you know. It's true. I think we'll have to find out. We'll have another dispatch from the uh, from the game in May, are we playing? Yeah, crikey. Yeah, it's a bit of a way away. So oh, gosh, that is I'm a really way away, excited. but it's going to be rad. We'll do it. Um, well, man, look, there you go. We've, we've given you a little brief history of, of a couple of, well, my characters, mostly Paddy's characters. Yeah. Hopefully that makes you understand a little bit more where we're at and what we're doing. <laughs> and who knows, maybe some of them will come back to uh, to pay you a visit. They, yeah, they won't. They will. They, won't. They, they will. All of them are going to. Uh, it would be remiss of me not to, at this point, mention... Well, uh, first of all, to mention that you can, of course, uh, if you would be so inclined as to help us run this podcast, yeah. you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash idafancy where you can uh, yeah, uh, pledge some cash every month to help us out. And we would love you a lot if you did. Also, don't worry. This we'll podcast will don't. be yeah, we'll love you a lot if you don't, and this podcast will remain free yes, in the exactly. interim. But we have just recorded a very good another bonus episode, yeah, um, where we chatted through some secret things yeah. to do with Cassius's backstory, yeah. um, which will only be available in that podcast. So, if you want to hear some prophetic musings <laughs> maybe give, give yourself a little insight into um, where Cassius is coming from then uh, give us some money you, you bastards, bastards. <laughs> no it's, it's fine if not but yeah if you could whip over there that would be super lovely or if you can't that's fine but tell your friends Please do. Yeah, yeah. Get get some buds to listen to. You can also email us on idlefancypod at gmail. Sorry, idlefancypodcast yep. at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at idlefancypod. Yep. And that's about it. Leave us a review on iTunes if you uh, haven't yet. They're really, as we always say, they're really useful. They're really lovely. They make us happy. Um, and the last thing we'll say to you is yeah. whenever you're in doubt, just tickle your tingus. Yeah. Tickle your tingus. And, and and wiggle your wingus. <laughs> Just not in public. Yes, please. please. Yes, that please would be Please not. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. Yes, we will see you once more on the next Idle Fantasy. Uh, sorry, the next Fantasy for Freaky, Freaky Friday, Friday, which will be on. Mm. Look at this, stalling for time. March 27th. 27. 27. Yeah, banging. Yeah, see, man, I had that it. in my head. See, which I'm will be episode 30, the big 3 0, finally. Yeah. Oh, that Christ. midlife crisis we can, we can lean into in a big way. Yeah. Alright mate, I'll see you soon. Well, see you. Take care. See you soon. Say hello to the wife and kids. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll do. Yeah, yeah right, mate. you too. Yeah. Right. yeah, tell you what, turn the bike around, um, bring the dog home, and uh... I've already gone, you slag. Yeah, no, uh, no, it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs>